Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by Hashtag.com. Oh, Hashtag Basketball.com. Just Hashtag.com. One of those two sites, the one that has to do with basketball. And another site that has to do with basketball, Draft.com, where if you go out right now and you like playing daily fantasy basketball, if you go to Draft.com and use the promo code BOXES, B-O-X-E-S, you will get a free entry to your first game after your first deposit. It is my favorite daily fantasy basketball site. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? I just want to know where what is on hashtag.com. I don't know if I want to know. I, it seems like it could be a real, a real bad internet hole to fall down. Oh, it is. It's raunchy, man. Don't go. Oh, it doesn't look good. Oh, the computer's crashing. My computer got viruses. This is not good. Um, Tyler, I wanna I wanna talk about as we often do, because um, it's kind of a good, um, I'd say case study, and it's it's hard to do fantasy basketball analysis without having a league to actually talk about. You know, you can talk about guys getting better, getting worse, having more playing time, less playing time, how trades affect certain value. But, you know, when it really comes down to it, how your league values players and the waiver wire in your league and the setup of your league is, is really truly what matters the most. And uh, in our listener league, there was recently a trade Oh man, you threw me off. I thought you were gonna go with about how you're falling out of the playoffs this week, Mike. Oh my god, really? This again? You bring this up every every single show. Well, I just wanted you to know that you're you're hanging on by a thread. My playoff position is safe. I think what you're worried about is having to play me in the first round and getting getting knocked out of the playoffs real quick. Mike, I've beaten you twice already. How are we going over? I don't remember. This? I don't remember you beating me the first time. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Well, you clearly do because you said the first time. So. I've, I've had a lot to drink since then. I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure that actually happened. Uh, oh, Michael, you know that I will eliminate you from the playoffs if you even make it. So you might as well just just throw your hat in the ring now. No, nope, that's not how I roll. Uh, once Vujovic and our good friend Jimmy Butler, who we are going to talk about later in this trade, the father of LeBron James, Jimmy Butler. Um. Gets back to full health. Uh, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about nothing. But I ain't I, no worried about nothing. I ain't worried about nothing. That's right. Um, kind of a not a lot of trades happening in in our listener league, and uh, I'm not sure why. But well, it's because I offer you one like at least once a day, and you always deny me. I just ignore them. I'm not trading you anybody. I'll trade you Ricky Rubio. All right. Actually, I'm down. actually, one of the pieces of advice I gave was I'm going to trade Drew Holiday before Rondo comes back. No one believes that everybody list, who listens to it's a listener league. I said it on the show. Then I tried to trade somebody. And the guy's like, dude, I listened to the podcast. It's like, damn it. Turn, <laughs> it turns out that was a good move. Drew Holiday uh, not suffering from Rondo at all. So we were, we were a little off with that uh, analysis, but it worked to my favor. But no, I want I want to talk about this this trade, kind of a interesting timing I would say. We, our playoffs don't start for 
quite a quite a while. We have a late playoffs, and we're going to talk do a playoff episode next week where we kind of break down our strategies heading into the playoffs, so you can actually make your playoffs. But I assume if you listen to this podcast, you're probably going to make the playoffs in most of your leagues. But we we still got another. Let's see. Let's let me take a look. Jeez. One, two, four, I don't know. Eight like I, eight more weeks until we got like two months until our playoffs. The I'm gonna... show I'm excited most for, Michael, is the one where we we go back and look at the calls we made this season and how trash they were. Ooh. That is you know what I think we've we've had a good rate this year. We've we've missed a few, but I think we've gotten more right than we've gotten wrong this year. Uh, I haven't been keeping uh, too close of a track. It's kind of like the, uh, listen, if if they kept track, someone should keep track of uh, all the dumb hot takes like Stephen A. Smith throws out and see what his 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 rate is, his correct rate. Did you see the one just yesterday that was like floating around Twitter about eight years ago, Mel Kuyper Jr. said he'd retire if Jimmy Clausen wasn't a great quarterback? <laughs> and People should send him that tweet every day. It was going around Twitter. And like they had the video of him being like, like him talking about it on draft night. And it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. I I do subscribe to ice cold takes on Twitter. And I I suggest other people do too. That is always a good, um, hilarious waste of time, I guess. Not a waste of time, but no, I, I really, I want to talk about this trade. It was between, the team that is currently in second place, but I think was in maybe third place or fifth place when this trade happened, probably third place between the third place team in our league and a team that is in eighth place right now. So kind of a mid-range team who, you know, is trying to get to the, to the playoffs, but is below 500. And a team that's well above 500, probably uh, destined for the playoffs. Above 600, actually. So, the 8th place team got Brooke Lopez, Danny Green, and Taj Gibson. Okay. The 3rd place team got Kelly Olenek, Dennis Smith Jr., and Draymond Green. Ooh. I kind of wanted to... I looked at this trade and I go, what What was the purpose of this trade? So we wouldn't actually asked the uh, the guys who made this trade. We're like, hey, guys, why did you make this trade? To me, it was kind of a confusing trade. Brooke Lopez is pretty worthless. Um, Taj Gibson's good. Danny Green's fine. Dennis Smith Jr.'s eh, Kelly Olenek's okay. But Draymond Green's like a top player. So I asked him, hey, guys, can you explain this? I want to, I want to explain on the show. Um, the eighth place team. Is this a bad trade? It's my first time playing fantasy basketball. We should have vetted these guys, Tyler. Um, I'm getting a top 40 player in Gibson and Danny Green. I'm not sure if that's true. Um, especially with Kawhi being out and You're betting that wrong. And, and said, betting I'm, that Brooke Lopez will be better than he is now. I'm getting a top 40 player in Gibson, and Danny Green is going to be better with Kawhi Leonard out. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. Danny Green, not a top 40 player. Tosh Gibson, not sure he's a top 40 player either, but is having a very good season. He I just, can tell you what happened here. It it, it does look 
like he he got rid of a, some guys he was going to drop, and Draymond Green, who he wasn't happy with his bad percentages, uh, with well, he wasn't happy with Dennis Smith Jr.'s percentages, and Draymond's unavailability, which I think is a little short-sighted personally, but um, the reasoning isn't isn't as bad as I assumed. What do you what do you think happened here? Well, I think what happened here is, I mean, you can look at this on there, right? They they give these current values, right? And it's like their version of the player rater, kind of. Um, yeah. And so Taj Gibson, by whatever they're using, is probably a top 40 player in this. And the whole reasoning behind that is, right, it takes into account things like uh, players who are terrible free throw shooters, right, get the huge knockdown, and they seem like they're worse. Taj Gibson is actually not even the top four in this. He's the 57th ranked player, according to Yahoo's crazy metrics. But he got a little too bogged down in the numbers, and instead of looking at the stats, he was just looking at arbitrary values Yahoo made, I think. I and... think that, that's a pretty common... Um thing to happen especially if you're just starting out playing fantasy basketball which this guy is i'm going to give him a break because this is his first season and it's a fun uh it's a fun game i don't want to tear anybody apart it's an easy mistake to make it's a logical mistake to make to say all right i'm looking at these average rankings uh those look good that's how a lot of people base their decisions on they must be they must be right and i'm looking also looking at my team night in and night out and I keep seeing Draymond sitting, and I'm not happy about it. It's easy to get frustrated with the short term when someone's struggling. Um, I mean, some most, quite a few players have a tale of two halves, where they're terrible and then they're great. Or they're great for two months and then they fall completely off the map, and then you're like, oh man, uh, this is really depressing. It happens all the time. So... Well, Someone like Draymond is, Green, though, I'm not sure is that type of player, but it's easy to get bogged or kind of be like in the short term, be frustrated with somebody. And you combine those things together and uh, you move for uh, Taj Gibson, who is playing 38 minutes a night and is playing every single night and is very consistent. I mean, that that seems slightly fair. And then you're trying to get some upside on, on some guys who Danny Green, Brooke Lopez – Probably better than Dennis Smith, Kelly Olynyk. Uh, maybe not Brook Lopez. I'm I'm completely out on Brook Lopez. But you're taking a risk. You're taking. We talk about that all the time. Take a risk. Take a chance. And if Brook Lopez turns around back to old Brook Lopez, this is a going to end up being a good trade. And that's that's another thing. You can't really analyze a trade until basically the season's over. Yeah, and in, in, in Dynasty League, it's, it's hard to do it for three or four years, right? Like it depends on how long you hold the players on your team. Um, before you can really say, was that a good trade in hindsight? And it's a lot the same way in, in the regular NBA, right? Like a trade can seem bad until it doesn't. Um, exactly. I saw a lot of people trading uh, or trading for Kawhi Leonard. And I thought that a lot of good deals were had in those Kawhi Leonard trades, but Kawhi Leonard misdiagnosed, might not be playing very much the rest of the season. Anybody who got something back for Kawhi Leonard early in the season is making out like a bandit. So I'll say this too. Draymond Green is a player who 
what he does sometimes gets a little undervalued by a first-time fantasy player, right? Like only 11 points. Ah, oh, Draymond doesn't score enough. He seems like kind of the third or fourth best player on his own team, right? So that kind of skews the value. Yeah, like mind. 11 points really does. I mean, you know what? 11 points pisses me off, even though I really like Draymond Green. You know, 11 points is like, come on, man. Right, only one three-pointer, so you're kind of like, eh, percentages like don't jump off the page as like, ooh, those are awesome percentages for a big man. And he's not getting you 10 rebounds. But the seven and a half assists, the 1.3 steals, the 1.3 blocks are huge. Another thing I think that caught this guy in this trade was he missed the fact that he got all of the worst Dennis Smith Jr. numbers. And just like most rookies, those numbers are only going to get better. Sure, he was actively hurting him in three categories, both percentages and turnovers probably. But you got to think the best is yet to come for Dennis Smith Jr. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top 50 player from here to the end of the season. And this guy really ended up making what looks like a very bad trade by just getting some common follies of fantasy, I think. Yeah, and and that will – you live and you learn, right? And – in retrospect, this could actually that uh, this could actually be a great trade. We 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 will not know until the end of the season whether or not you know if Brooke Lopez turns it around and Danny Green does you know end up being kind of a, a go to player on the Spurs all of a sudden. Hell, this is that's not a bad. That turned out not to be that bad of a trade. If uh, Dennis Smith doesn't uh, continues to play like he has been. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not sure Dennis Smith Jr. is going to get into the top 50. He's going to, in my opinion, he's he's going to be better, right? He's, he's got to be better. But, um, you know, those are borderline guys who shouldn't even be owned. Um, now, Linux has, has played his way into being owned in a standard league, but with uh, Hassan Whiteside back, you know, how how solid is Kelly Olenek's place? Once Whiteside's fully going, which it does look like Sun Whiteside is, is is finally getting back into the swing of things lately. So it's it you look at it from first glance and you see Draymond for nobody and you go, Oh well, this is a shady trade. What, what the hell's going on here? And then you start breaking it down a little bit logically and you go, Okay, well that, this isn't the and I've seen so many people post, they see a trade like this and they go, Veto. Veto that trade. That dude who's in third place is going to get Draymond Green. Veto. And that is not how you play fantasy basketball. And feel free to uh, tweet at us, argue with us about this point. Um, You're wrong. You do not veto trades unless there is obvious cheating, obvious collusion. And this is definitely not that. Dennis Smith Jr. this month, 17.2 points, one and a half steals, five and a half rebounds, or five and a half assists, 3.1 rebounds, 1.4 three-pointers, 42% from the field, 76.5% from the free throw line. I think those numbers only get better. Um, he has a pretty consistent run here where he scored right about 20 points a game. I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of takes over that Magic or that Mavericks offense a little bit, especially if Dirk slowly fades away down the stretch here when they're not playing for much. And he has some really big numbers. So that's something to keep an eye on. He's a guy I'd be trading for if I could. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, that 
rookies like Dennis Smith Jr. will get more um, playing time in the second half of the season. Uh, a lot of those ty- types of rookies are probably guys to keep an eye on. Um, I've definitely picked up John Collins in a handful of leagues where people got tired of him not playing lots of minutes. And um, it's not going to pay off every night, right? But um, the other night he had 13.16 rebounds and four blocks in 26 minutes. So John, John Collins, once they just start playing him 30-some minutes a night, um, it's, it's going to be a really, really nice fantasy asset. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, and we're coming up on that trade deadline. So, you know, two weeks from now, the NBA trade deadline, it's going to be a crazy two weeks from here on out. Like, you just know it's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of moves going on in the NBA. It's it's always the craziest, like, for about the next 10 days, right? When you hear all the pieces of, Ooh, who's this team going to trade? Who's this team going to trade? Who's this team going to trade? And, you know, you hear all the crazy trade machine deals. And then I sometimes feel like you get a little bit of fatigue after that, right? Like, especially if the trades really aren't happening, like, oh, God, I've heard all this just noise. And then deadline day gets here and you get a couple trades and you feel like, all right, that wasn't so bad. It'll be interesting to see how it it changes too because, right, the trade deadline was kind of during the All-Star break last year. And now this year it's a little bit before, so it'll be interesting to see what – It's usually after the All-Star break, but then I think the NBA or the players or both – got tired of being asked about trades during the entire all-star break. So I think that's why they moved it. They're like, stop. We don't want to talk about trades. We want to talk about the all-star game. And it's like, well, nobody wants to talk about the all-star game. Everybody wants to talk about trades, you idiot. So they had to move. Um, I do want to say respect uh, and, and thanks to Dexter for explaining his trade. Uh, you didn't have to do that. And uh, I think that helps. I think that will help a lot of people understand uh, trades and uh, no respect to the Sloan Ranger for not explaining why he made that trade. Uh, no respect for you. Mostly because you're going to be in the playoffs, and I don't respect people in the playoffs. Because you're not going to be there? Because I'm not going to be there. That's right. <laughs> um, in basketball news, though, what do we got going on around the league? Uh, more Cavs drama. Cavs are always in drama. They are actively shopping for George Hill right now. And it sounds like Tristan Thompson is moving back into the starting lineup over Jay Crowder. Um, Let's talk about that piece first. Do you, is Tristan Thompson's value going to be bumped up enough to be standard league? Smart move for the team, bad, not not a good move for fantasy. I think you'd rather have Jay Crowder playing 32 minutes a night than Tristan Thompson. Um, Tristan Thompson's never really going to be a super – I mean, he's going to be kind of one of the last players on your standard league roster, like the guy you stream in and out more than he's going to be anyone yeah. to hold, I think. Good news for deeper teams and good news for people who need to stream rebounds, I guess. They'll, they'll be nice to see uh, Tristan Thompson getting um, more minutes and actually being able to provide uh, the amount of rebounds that you would want for someone you would actually pick up off the waiver wire. And uh, in my opinion, you know, I don't know, actually. It might not be that good of news for Kevin Love, who was averaging 9.4 rebounds a game up to this point in the season and uh, with Tristan Thompson taking some of those rebounds away. I'm not sure if that it's, it's going to leave Kevin Love a little bit more open, I guess, but he's not going to probably rebound as much as he has been. 
Yeah, I would say it's probably a little bit of a negative for Kevin Love's fantasy value. Not a ton, ton, but a little bit. Yeah, Kevin Love's actually been a little, a little strange lately. Like hit or, hit or miss some really bad dud games out there. And uh, I'm not really sure what's up with him other than it seems like the entire locker room is blaming him for the team losing every single game when Kevin Love's the second best player on the court. So I'm not really sure what the hell uh, any of these players would have to say to Kevin Love. Um, that whole situation is a mess. And that is why they are actively shopping for George Hill. Um, personally, I would go pick up George Hill and stash him as the trade deadline approaches. Cause I, I do think George Hill is going to get traded, whether it's to the Cavs uh, or somewhere else. Uh, and, and George Hill starting is a standard league value player. Well, we thought that going into the season, right now he's starting on the Kings and he's not, I do agree with well, you that George he's Hill starting on the Kings, right? But how, he's not, he's not playing starters minutes on the Kings. And he's also not really in a, any sort of system the king i don't know what the kings even run over there but they certainly weren't getting the ball to george hill well and and we talked about this i think yeah. last time or time four right that they kind of made him more of a spot-up shooter and that's really not george hill's best position um so here's the thing about this this whole bit right um so shams reported that they were the Cavs were interested in george hill Woj reported that they were working on a deal. That's all possible. Um, I don't know that it works. For a while, I thought this was going to happen. But when Woj reported that the Cavs won't even put their first-round pick... Oh, then it's definitely not going to happen. ...into the trade, right? That they're not... They're definitely not offering that Brooklyn pick, and they'd be stupid to give up that Brooklyn pick for George Hill, in my opinion. But... They need to give their first round pick, or the deal is not going to work. Because the Cavs have to take back Amon Shumpert, Channing Fry, and Jose Calderon. They have to give the Kings those three players in order to make the money work. Because George Hill's contract, Channing Fry and Jose Calderon are fine. They're both done at the end of the year. They'll, they'll probably both get bought out. I mean, why would the Kings want those players? Um, Amon Shumpert makes $11 million next year. The Kings don't want to pay him $11 million next year. So th- I don't see any way they get out of bed and do this deal without a first-round pick involved. Well, th- yeah, there, there's going to have to be a first-round pick involved, and it's going to have to be that 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 Cavs pick. And I don't, I think the Cavs are going to move. They look terrible. I, I just don't know. They got to do something, right? Here's the other thing too, right? I, I I kind of did an article about this deal, and I said the Kings might do it for multiple second-round picks, right? The Cavs don't have those to offer though, because they traded away their second-round pick. They've traded away both their picks for next season. So they only have really one second round pick to give them in the near term. So plus the Kings probably figured the Cavs are going to be pretty decent and they don't want two 60th picks. You know what I mean? So I don't know that this deal gets done unless they do decide to up their offer, which according to everything I've heard, they're not doing. But I do think George Hill gets traded. So you want to hear my most likely team now? Yeah, let's hear it. It is the Denver Nuggets. Interesting. Why do you think them? Okay, the Denver Nuggets want to get rid of Moutier and Kenneth Fareed. Can we agree on that? Uh, what year are we talking about? This year or yeah. last year or two years ago or 
three years ago or five years ago? Like what, what year are they, were they trying to get rid of those players? I mean, so those two, right. They want to move them. Okay. I could see the Kings taking them both. Ooh. If the cat, if the nuggets gave them a first round pick, I could see Sacramento taking both those players off their hands. Interesting. And that deal works as far as the money. And it gets Sacramento probably a mid first round pick this year, which is really what the Kings want. Yeah. The Kings have money. That's important to remember. George Hill is like their biggest contract. So if they trade away their biggest contract, they can afford to take back some money. Well, that's exactly um, what these bad teams should be doing is taking on money and taking on draft picks. So along with that, right, George Hill is an instant upgrade to the, the Nuggets bench. Right, They don't really have any guard to play off the bench that they're super excited about. So they can kind of run a three-guard rotation with Murray, Hill, and uh, Gary Harris and just kind of let that roll. I think it makes the Nuggets a lot better team. They also have other options, too. They have Wilson Chandler and Darrell Arthur, which are similar contracts to Moutier and Fareed. So they have a lot of ways to make this trade work. Plus, they have some good young players that the Kings might be interested in, and they might be interested in moving. I'm talking about guys like Tyler Lydon, uh, Malik Beasley. Right, They're not playing a ton of minutes on the Nuggets, but the Kings might say, oh, man, we value this player. Let's throw him in the deal. Give us a first-round pick. We'll take your bad contracts. That's my most likely scenario. If I'm bad, interesting. I am. I'm still gonna have to go with the the. I'm gonna have to go with the Cavs. Are gonna do something. The Cavs doing something. I'm gonna rank above the uh, Hill to Denver. But I do like that Hill uh, Hill to Denver. Um, if I'm Kevin Love, I mean, I you gotta get out of you gotta get out of Cleveland. That's to me. If they're gonna do something. Like we, but we've said this before. We said this in the last episode when we talked about this. Who's going to trade for Kevin Love? You're not going to get seventy cents on the dollar back for Kevin Love. So, um, either way, I do hope I, George Hill finds a place where he can play 32 minutes a night and be fantasy relevant. The Cavs need some. They need to ship off some of those players though, and get someone who's going to play some defense. They're not going to win the championship playing zero defense. They're they're not going to win a playoff series playing zero defense. And so I do think they make a move too. I just don't think it's George Hill in the sense that, okay, George Hill makes them better. We've talked about this in the past, right? They have 50 shooting guards slash small forward guys who all want to play, and they can't find the minutes for them now. Amon Shumpert, J.R. Smith, Dwayne Wade. You know, Jeff Green, Jay Crowder, like they have all these guys and they can't even find them at Kyle Korver. They can't find the minutes for them now. I don't think that's the deal they make. I do think they find a deal. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a kind of bigger deal where they give away three or four players and get a couple players back. I, I'm just not super sure what deal that is they make yet. Like, like we said, this is going to be a very... Very interesting trade deadline. I mean, off the top of our heads, we could probably name. Half, I mean, half the teams in the league are probably looking for a trade right now. Like, not just like you know, calling some people up, seeing what's going on, but more like 
if I'm going to keep my job as an owner, I need to move some of these players. And that's going to lead to some desperation. That's going to lead to a lot of trades. And uh, that kind of turnover almost resets the entire fantasy basketball season. So, you know, this second half of the season is going to be completely different than the first half if this trade deadline is as busy and as exciting as I think it's going to be. Well, and we've seen the last few be pretty good, right? I mean, last year, DeMarcus Cousins got traded. There were a lot of good trades last year. There's been a lot of good, good, interesting trades in the last few. And there's always ones where, like Nurkic last year, right? Nurkic's value went way up. But who went back in the deal the other way? It was Mason Plumlee, whose value went in the toilet. We're going to see that a ton. Yep, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, One... Other piece of semi-newsworthy note, only semi-newsworthy because this continues to linger. Jimmy Butler was out again with a sore right knee, the suspicious sore right knee not playing. Um, If anyone caught the um, old-school classic showdown between Nick Friedle and Tom Thibodeau, uh, for those of you outside of the Bulls, Chicago world, Nick Friedle, old beat writer for Chicago Bulls, uh, you, him and Tibbs used to go at it during pressers. And uh, <clears throat> Nick Friedle asked um, Tibbs if if Jimmy got an MRI. And Thibodeau replied, well, may, he might have got an MRI. And he's like, are you serious? And Tibbs is like, nah, his knee is sore. And then there's a nice, nice little video of Nick Friedel dying laughing because Thibodeau's screwing with him, uh, and all the other reporters being like, "What is wrong with this dude?" So check that out somewhere on Twitter. I I know I've retweeted it because it was it's it's very funny. But what's not so funny is the fact that Jimmy Butler is still out. Uh, what what do you make of this? Um, if you're a Jimmy Butler owner, Tyler, what what are you doing with this situation? Well, he supposedly went through some sort of workout practice shoot around whatever you want to call it he warmed up before tonight's game um supposed was supposedly right Fredell tweeted that said this evening that he was warming up and then they decided to hold him out again so that's positive um that he's at least getting on the court some i hate i hate i hate i'll say this a million times i hate these sore knee like come on guys that's not a thing you know you know what's wrong you're not telling us, but you know. Um, could be like a right knee contusion. You know what I mean? That's the same the, thing. The good news is I, this one doesn't seem super bad. But he's missed four straight games. So, right? That's a lot. Four um, games. It could be a bone bruise. See, that's kind of what I've been thinking, right? And some of these bone bruises get wicked. and um. I think you yeah. remember last year Cody Zeller missed like a month with a bone bruise. Like, um, yeah. So keep an eye out. I, there's not a lot of good advice right now, but I would guess Jimmy Butler's back within the next ten days. Yeah, and I think it's nice. Um, you, you know, the All Star break is coming up, and that will put a nice little pause. Um, so even if Jimmy Butler is out until the all-star break, he'll be back right after the all-star break. Uh, I don't think he'll be out that long, but you know, if I'm a Jimmy Butler owner, I'm not panicking yet. 
holding on to them. But I'm definitely keeping an eye out of any information I can get out of out of the uh, Timberwolves front office about what's going on there. Uh, speaking about guys who are coming back by the All-Star break, uh, reports just in, breaking news, Paul Millsap will be back by the All-Star break. That's, that's great news. Yeah, I mean, are, it's great I, news. I, I, I doubt he's available in any serious league, but if he's sitting on a waiver wire somewhere because everyone kind of forgot he existed, uh, which, you know, happens more often than you would think, Go pick him up. Hashtag Trey, Trey Lyles, man. Ooh. And pour one out for Trey Lyles, who's really kind of a nice little fancy piece. We've we've talked about him over the last few weeks, and uh, we, we kind of like Trey Lyles. And Trey Lyles will go right back to the bench and go right back to being not worth a damn in standard leagues. Yes, playing very limited minutes, you have to think, with old Mills oh, not yeah. back. Yeah, he'll be, sad, be, he'll be sad. Millsap should be in a little bit better shape than some in the sense that he had a wrist injury and not a leg injury. Um, those guys with the leg injuries, a lot of times have to build back up a ton, whereas if you have a wrist injury, a lot of times you can do some running and you're not in tar- like really, really bad shape to where he can probably start out playing 20, 25 minutes and then quickly work his way into the 30s. Yeah, you can stay in shape. It's kind of like the reverse of what Gordon Hayward's doing. A lot of shooting out of a chair. Uh, I guess I did just see some video of Gordon Haywood standing up and shooting on a real basketball court. So he wasn't taking, he wasn't jumping, that's for sure. But um, he was, he, he's out there walking around. I, I, I don't think Gordon Hayward comes back before the end of the year, before it matters. Um, it'd be interesting if he does sneak in at like the last week of everybody's playoffs. So that would be a real. I'll throw a real wrench into uh, probably quite a few playoff runs if from, uh, Gordon Hayward sneaks sneaks in at the end of the year. From what I've heard from everybody, um, there is no chance he makes it back during the regular season. But some of the Celtics people think he can make it back at some point during the playoffs. Like, if you're the Celtics, I get. Like you would want to get him back. They probably kind of play it by ear, right? They kind of go, okay, he might be healthy enough to play, but we're going to play him off the bench limited minutes. So imagine having Gordon Hayward come in, give you 16 solid minutes off the bench with your second team going against some other team's second team. I mean, that makes that team who's already the uh, the, the top record in the East that much better. Um, they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. I think. I think I saw somewhere they're six to one, seven to one to win the uh, to win the NBA championship, and I think they're like eleven and four to win the East. And uh, I'd put money on both of those. Why not? I don't know about the championship, but eleven to four sounds pretty tasty for winning the East. Yeah, those are good odds. I mean, seven eight to one. I'd put a put some money on it. Weird things happen. Yeah, and I mean, we see it every year, right? That yeah, a couple of players go down on the Warriors. You know, they're not looking so formidable if it's Clay Thompson and and Draymond Green. Yeah, one one out one out of eight years, you don't think the that that Celtics can, team could get a good break, uh, you know? So that, that that just means those odds are those odds are better than uh, better than you would hope. 
If you're betting, anyway. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun playoff. It's going to be a good NBA playoffs. But speaking of the All-Star break, which we were talking about earlier, the draft, the uh, non-televised, highly anticipated player draft between LeBron James and Steph Curry uh, took place. Teams, some good teams. I will be doing... Uh, my annual bet, get my friends together and eat Chinese food and bet on the All-Star game um, because we are degenerates and we like fancy basketball. And this, you know, this little wrench of the draft kind of kind of made it interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think the whole reason they didn't want to televise the draft was that they didn't want the the backlash of like, oh, Steph Curry thought this was the best player. LeBron thought this was the best play. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I it, it's it's funny because the 100 percent reported that players' union didn't want it to happen. Then both Curry and LeBron came out and was like, "Man, we should have televised it. It was so much fun." But like, you know, I don't think everybody wants to know that Kevin Love was the last pick by LeBron, or uh, you know, nobody wanted. Al Horford on their team. I don't. I don't think people want to. Uh, I, I think those certain players didn't want to, because pettiness and drama is what what makes the NBA go around. And as a fan, that's all I want to. I want to see pettiness, drama, and the last month has been full of it. It's been great to be watching the NBA lately. And this would have led to a whole nother round of that. And now you know we we don't get that uh that benefit, but uh. I get why if I'm a player, I'm not I'm not interested in that. So Kevin Durant had to have been the first pick, right? It had to he had to have been. Because Steph I, picked all the other Warriors. Yeah, he must have. There's no way unless Curry went with Draymond first, which I doubt. Well LeBron had the first pick, didn't he? Yeah, I d I don't know. Is that true? I'm almost positive he did. Then Katie must have went first. Okay, I think that James picked Kevin Durant. He had to have, because I think Curry would have taken all the Warriors if not. I think it's. I think he uh, Curry probably went Harden, and then maybe came back with Giannis, and then Bron Bron probably went AD Cousins. It's a sneaky move, dude. He was throwing some love to Cousins the other day on Twitter. So I would not be surprised. Whoa. Oh, really? Old passive aggressive LeBron James throwing love to someone he wants his team to trade for? Who would have thought? It is interesting though. These these teams are interesting. I will say that. I'm I'm There's, excited. I actually think there's going to be a little bit of like, I, I almost we think a little bit of bad blood in the, in the All Star game. It's going to be fun. I, I almost think there wasn't a draft though, and someone just put these teams together to like make headlines. Because you notice the two Raptors got teamed up together. The two Pelicans got teamed up together. LeBron and Mm -hmm. Kyrie are on the same team, which we know the storylines there. Kevin Durant and Steph didn't get on the same team, so we know there's a storyline there, right? Like, it's it's almost too good to be true, right? Yeah, it's a little – I think it's a little suspicious. But I don't know. I, I, I also can see the exact opposite where they sat down in a room and were like, shit, we have to draft people. And uh, this is the way it came out. You can kind of see the pattern if if you look at it. Well, and like, okay, let's let's talk about like, okay, 
name whoever you think the worst player is. Like, if you were starting an NBA team, you'd be pretty stoked to have any of these players. <laughs> yeah, like who would I? If you were st- that's that's two different questions. If you're starting an NBA franchise, which is the player you would want the least out of this group? I think I, I think I know the answer. Marcus Aldridge. I was actually going to go with Kyle Lowry. That's Kyle a good Lowry. bet too. He probably only's got a couple more years in him. But I feel like Aldridge only has a couple more years left too. Yeah. Al Horford's near the bottom of that list. Just, but I mean, you got to like look at the guys who are a little bit older and a little bit. You know what I mean? Now, just like if you had to win a- the. If you had to win a championship this year, though, who's the last person you'd take on this list? If I had to win a championship this year? Yeah, that's a tough question. Oh, man. That is tough. Maybe Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Love would be right up there. Bradley Beal, I'd be scared he'd break at some point. Yeah, Beal's a little scary. Embiid might be is, is a little too scary. Yeah, with his health, um, you maybe could make a argument for Oladipo or Porzingis. Yeah, just haven't really won too much in their whole life. Yeah, you don't know, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of them in a, in the finals. Uh, John Wall's having a shitty year, so maybe John Wall's at the bottom of that list. Um, but no, me and uh, Tyler wanted to do the same exact thing. I don't know if you. I don't know if you want to be Team Steph or Team LeBron. I know which team I want to be, not Team LeBron, because I don't. I don't want to be endorsing anything that LeBron's doing. Oh um, no, we're Team Mike and Tyler. LeBron and Steph are in our player pool. Yeah, that's the thing. I actually, that's a good point. Why we we don't we shouldn't have to pick either one of these guys first, but we want to do a fantasy Roto Nine Cat Nine Cat. Not eight cat like those cheaters. Nine cat draft of the all stars. If we were starting a roto team, and uh, and see see where this goes. What do you think of that, Tyler? Let's do it. I'm assuming you already flipped the coin and you won for the first pick. Yeah, I did. Like always, I flipped the coin. Uh, I was, was very suspicious in this pre-show meeting that there was even a coin because he unwa- said, "I'm flipping the coin," and I never heard any sound. I just. I, I, I caught it. I caught it. Like you can't hear a coin hit but someone's hand. You can hand. hear someone flipping their finger like that. No, like um, the no. coin hitting their finger. I don't I I have my, I, I don't have my good microphone right now. So my old like other microphone, you can maybe hear it, but this is the this is my like mediocre microphone. Oh uh, yeah, likely story. The mediocre microphone. Uh-huh. I'm just saying it's it's um you gotta do what you gotta do. And uh, it was an unweighted coin. So it was all fair. There was no shenanigans, and I got to go first. So there was two heads on it, though. I think. Well, I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> that you, well, there's no way of knowing any of that. I'm gonna go first. You get the next two picks, though. Actually, I, I might, I might rather have the next two picks. Um, I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. Oh, big mistake already! Anthony Davis will be broken by February eighth, no. and you will have no I'm one. Going on with your Anthony team. Davis. I'm going with Anthony Davis. Um, I'm sorry, but Anthony Davis in a roto league is, I mean, just unstoppable. He shoots great percentages, including his free throws, eighty-two percent this year, and he does things that really no one else is doing. We've talked about this many times before on this, on this podcast, he's getting double digit rebounds. He is getting two blocks a game. 
and shooting a good free throw percentage and never turning the ball over like two less than two turnovers a game those four things aren't happening anymore in the league so a guy can do all of those things including in over a steal a game and score 26 and a half points um he is utterly unique when it comes to roto leagues i'm i'm totally fine and happy with the picking anthony davis as the first overall pick and you've already in lost the, the league in the, in the draft I've got, well, all right who do you got you got the second and third picks all right, I am taking Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. Ooh, I'm going all teammates. Warriors. I'm going to crush you in many categories already. I feel like I have you already beat I, in so many categories. You, it's not well, even funny. Well, you don't. Um, that's absurd. That's an absurd thing to say. I've already won free throws. I'm, I'm beating you in blocks. I feel like I've got this assist... Locked up. I mean, that's. I mean, it sounds like that's what you think. Three pointers. That's over. I got that one. One. Hmm. I'm gonna. Okay, so Katie and Curry. That's pretty good. You got your great forward. You got your great guard. Your percentages are good. Your free throws are great. Um, especially with the volume those guys shoot. I like. I like that. Your blocks are a little weak. Anthony Davis is still beating them single handedly. Um, and he's he's also I think beating them single handedly in rebounds. So how is Kevin Durant is blocking more shots than Anthony? Oh, Davis that's right. Season. You know I what? You're right. I don't know if you know this. I was maybe. looking at. I mean, maybe something maybe you else. haven't tuned in. Yay! I might have I might have given you a different player, and then I might have given you Miles Plumley instead of Kevin Durant. But I I'll, oh sure yeah this two sided coin is coming back huh listen I'm the I am the commissioner of this league so you know you're gonna have to deal with that too all right I like those picks those are good picks those are very good picks um whew. all right for picks four and five I didn't I did not do my homework on this I told I'm you I'm gonna go with this, like always you might, you might you actually might do it I actually think I got this though because I'm gonna go with and LeBron James. You, Both wait, these... you cut out LeBron James and LeBron James is who you're going with? No, no, James Harden and LeBron James. Oh, these... man. Big mistake. You've no, lost are... turnovers what now. Are you, what are you talking about? Um, Westbrook is still out there. So either I grab Westbrook and I, <laughs> I, I, I punt turnovers, or you get Westbrook, and we're, the exa- we're in the exact same spot. So I'm not I'm not worried about this at all. Um, yeah, those, those turnovers kill me, but... Anthony Davis brings that turnover uh, ratio down a little bit, but here's what I like about these two picks, right? James Harden is shooting and making just as many threes as Steph Curry. He's getting more assists. He's getting as many rebounds as Steph Curry. He's getting, um, I mean, he's, he's having a fantastic year, obviously he might win the MVP this year. And, I just don't know how you can't you can go wrong with James Harden, who's also going to be great at the volume of free throws he's making, and then you throw in a forward, LeBron freaking James, who's going to get eight rebounds and eight and a half assists, shooting crazy field goal. My field goal is killing your field goal, even with James Harden shooting forty five percent. Maybe, yeah, it's not, see, maybe it's not killing your field goal. But Anthony it's, it's Davis is going to be hurt. LeBron, he's going to be resting some games down the stretch. 
My Warriors are going to be flying up those three balls. Hughes going to be suspended for uh, beating up all the Clippers. I feel like I've got you on the ropes already, Michael. You're on the ropes. You're, you're talking about a lot of intangibles, and I'm talking about stats. And these guys get stats. Um, I, I, like, I like my team so far. I got AD and LeBron James as my forwards and Harden as my guard. So next two picks are yours. Oh, I am going to take the Greek freak himself. Ooh, Giannis next... Antetokounmpo, right? I'm excellent pick. I've I've dominated you now. I feel like he's he's just meshed very well with my team. I feel like I am well ahead. Now, this is where things start to get interesting, right? Not a, not a, not a good three point shooter, but um, you know, you, you've made up for that with um both Curry and KD because. We have some players, especially in Roto Leagues, where like some of these guys are real good in head-to-head, but they're not so good in Roto, right? Like Guys like DeMarcus Cousins, a little bit not as good in a Roto League. Kyrie Irving, kind of not as good in a Roto League. Victor Oladipo may be the best Roto player left. Wow. Interesting. I'm not sure that that's the pick I'm going to make. But that may be the next best roto player left. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to disagree but he uh, not by much. I mean, Victor Oladipo is has been great for me in my roto leagues. Is is playing incredibly well. I I you're not going to go wrong with that pick. But I'm going to go with the anchor on oh. my team, the big man. It's Boogie Cousins. Damn it. Don't do it to me, Tyler. You, you did it. That was a curveball. See, I told you I was going to crush you in this draft, and you kept telling me I wasn't, but I feel like I've already won. I feel like my starting five dominates your starting five. I don't know. A lot of turnovers coming out of Boogie Cousins' uh, home court. You're talking crap about my turnovers. Look at you. I don't know, man. I still feel like I'm winning turnovers against you. I I, I don't think so. Um well, when you pick Ross Westbrook here, I'll be well ahead in turnovers, so I will not have to worry. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm considering it. Uh, man, I was gonna do. I was gonna get you, and I was gonna go cousins and this pick, who I'm. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be picking next is Carl Anthony Towns. Hot Carl is a fantastic oh dude player. i won it's my over. turnovers just dropped dude, significantly Carl Towns is not even an all-star son what yes he is dude look it up bro what Carl anthony towns I, is that a win he's not even an did all-star I, did i write these no way i thought he got voted in oh yes he did i'm messing with you michael i almost had you there I almost had you. It was this I, close. I took a quick look. I took a quick look at the uh, at the rosters, and then I didn't see. <laughs> then I looked again. I was like, "Where's Cat? I don't see anyone who wrote Cat down." Yeah, Towns. Towns is a fantastic nine cap player. You know what? This is probably the the guy who scores the least out of anyone who's been picked so far. So that's a little bit of a of a detriment to my team. But I have Harden and LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. That's great. He doesn't turn the ball over. His percentages are high. I got you in percentages now. And Carl Anthony Towns does things that other players don't. He's hitting threes. He's getting rebounds. He's getting blocks. I'm 
since I'm getting assists from my forward, LeBron James, there's plenty of room in my guard spot for another guy who gets assists because I, I think I'm a little low on assists here. Um, I'm not worried about it, so I'm going to go with Cad Daddy. I think, you know, I, this, is, this is a tough one. Because you, you were talking a lot of sense about Victor Oladipo. But the question is, can he keep it up, right? We've seen Victor Oladipo play really well for a long stretch of games, and then in that same season, play not so well for a long stretch of games. That's true. So that's a very like if we're if we're talking like from the rest of the season forward, that's a very risky kind of pick because of all maybe all these all stars, we've seen Victor Oladipo have the worst like forty game stretch out of just about any of them in the last few years. Yeah, that is a hundred percent true. Um, oof. what to do, what to do. Well, you went with Giannis. And I got LeBron. Neither one of those guys are good free throw shooters. But if you really want to tank your free throws, you go with Westbrook. And the question is, is it worth tanking my free throws to get a guy who's averaging a triple-double, pretty close to a triple-double? The answer might be yes. Westbrook is a very kind of divisive roto player these days, right? That's true. Because he's pretty bad in four categories, pretty amazing in four categories, and then three-pointers, he's just kind of eh. Right? He's a little bit of a negative, but not, not yeah, super like, bad. He's fine. He's perfectly fine. Um, this is a tough uh, – you're 100% right about this. I own Westbrook in a few leagues, and um, he is basically untradeable. Because and no one's really untradeable, but Westbrook is basically untradeable, and here's why: a guy who's good at who's averaging twenty-five points, nine rebounds, and nine assists—you really can't do a one-for-one trade with uh, for for that guy unless you're getting a top player, because you're going to lose a ton of assists or you're going to lose a ton of rebounds, depending on how your team um, looks. So if you're already stacked in assists, maybe you can get rid of Westbrook, but you're going to take a real big hit in one of those three categories. But the, I don't know. Sorry, that one. sorry Alexa. See, Alexa doesn't even know who I can trade for. Um, <laughs> but on the flip side of that, he's going to kill whoever you're trading turnover and free throw. And really he's been having a, a decent second half in free throw in field goal percentage, but he's still going to, really put a hit on you in in that as well so it's it's really almost impossible to trade from because you're either not getting you're you're never going to get a replacement for westbrook on your team because no one's going to take him for who would replace him it's a tough he's a tough guy to own and for that reason i'm not going to pick westbrook in our draft because i'm going to go with someone who is having a fantastic year who's going to do a lot of the same things, but is going to give me a huge, another huge boost in three-pointers, because I know you're you're stacking them oh, three-pointers no, up. Michael, don't do it. Don't and do it. He is, in a Roto League, one of the best free-throw percentage guys. And I also need that boost in points because I took Carl Anthony Towns. His name is Damian Lillard, oh, and he Michael. is... Sick with it this year. 
and I am plenty pleased with having Damian Lillard on my team. Oh man, that was the man I wanted. I waited That's, too long on Mr. You waited, Lillard. You waited too long, sir. Um, I will no. counter with some Kyrie Irving. That's fair. I feel like we're getting kind of similar players there, right? Very similar. Um, I so have ha- to give the 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 nod. I have to give the nod to Damian Lillard, but uh, Kyrie is having a very good field goal percentage here. Yeah, and what's crazy about those two, right, is like if you look at, at the Roto rankings so far this year for nine cat, they're twelfth and thirteenth on the season, so they are two very similar point guards right next um, to each other. And for my next pick, I'm gonna have to do it. I, I, I've been debating this, Don't right? Do, do I go for Oladipo? Don't do it. Do I go for Westbrook? Right? You mentioned Westbrook. Maybe it's Don't him. Do, it. do I go for Joel Embiid? Ooh, Don't could be jo- JoJo's time. I do, this better not be misdirection. Don't do it. Oh, man. I'm going to go for Chris Tapps Porzingis. Oh, wow. You, you're getting scared of how many blocks I got. Now you got to double up on them blocks. Tyler, I think I just won this league. Dude, no. Porzingis has got you on the rope, son. Christos, you, you see you were wor- you're worried about my you're worried about my blocks and you're worried about my rebounds and Christos is going to help you there. I am beating you in blocks, man. I don't know what you're You're beating smoking. me in blocks for now. That's true. I don't know what you're smoking, man. I got in Porzingis. blocks for I now. Got I got Porzingis. I got I'm you. Gonna- all right, those were those are good picks. Those are two very good picks. Chris Dabbs Porzingis is having a, you know what? I feel like he's having an underrated year, even though he made the All Star team. Um, I don't hear a lot about Chris Dabbs just in general, or even in fantasy wise. I, I don't hear a lot about him, and I, I'm actually surprised by that. I'm yeah, not. What is he? Cr- little over two, little over two blocks a game. Yeah, it's crazy that he plays for the Knicks, and like no one is talking about him. That's, yeah. that's what's crazy to me. Nobody cares. Because, like, when, when Carmelo played for the Knicks, all you heard about was Carmelo did this, Carmelo that, Carmelo, Carmelo. And now, like, they have a better player, and <laughs> there's just nothing. Well, I'm I'm very pleased that you went with Kristaps Porzingis because I, I feel very comfortable with my centers, my big men, AD, and, and Cat up there just dominating everybody. Um, I'm gonna go with the cream, the cream of the crop, the most versatile players out there. One's a guard forward, one's a guard. They're doing very similar things this year. Um, they are across the board some of the best roto players you can pick. I am taking Victor Oladipo and LeBron James's father, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is an amazing nine cat roto player. Not a lot of respect for either one of those guys, I think. And uh, they, if you look at the way they're ranked this year per game, Jimmy Butler is ninth and Victor Oladipo is 10th. I'm winning this. Butler's going to be out, man. I'm winning this. It's over. Broken knee rest of the year. Yep, it's it. I'm telling you, both of those guys do everything. Each one of them averages two steals a game. I'm just, I'm destroying you in steals right now. They get great percentages. They don't turn the ball over a lot. I'm I'm winning um, turnovers already. And then they do everything else 
where they don't hurt you. They're, they're actually a little bit of a, an extra. Oladipo's almost getting a block a game. Jimmy's almost a half a block a game. Five assists, four assists. Meh. Not, it's not one assist, not two assists. Five rebounds each. Cool. 24 points, 21 points. Um, I just won the league, Tyler. It's over. No, no. I'm coming back with some Draymond Green. Ooh. I'm getting green. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely winning points now. Oh, no. No way you're winning points. I mean, now, come on. You're crazy. You're talking out your butt. I like I like Draymond, though. That's a good, that's a good pick. And I'm going with the process himself, Joel Embiid. Ooh. Well, that was an excellent, excellent pick. I uh, I like both those picks. Joel Embiid, really, really trying to get uh, corner of the market on those on those blocks, huh? Dude, it's over. Blocks is my category. I have dominated you in blocks. I feel like I've dominated you in many categories, including rebounds. I disagree. Um, we're gonna have to run this through the uh, up till this date. I'll be interesting. I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna run the numbers, and on the next show, we will announce who, on average. Has the better team? Uh, when it, who's going to win the most categories? So we'll we'll, well figure no, this out. We'll do see, the, this is from today going forward, so you have to wait till the no, end. No, this of the is year. not. This is from the rest of the season. The earlier the rest of the season. Oh well, uh, I didn't first know part that. of the season. I would have picked Oladipo way before now. Then I assumed it was for the rest of the year, not what happened already. Oh, we could do the rest of the year. That can be figured out. We'll have to wait till the end of the year, though, and that's perfectly fine. We'll do that because Oladipo is a top ten player in nine category leagues so far. Sure. Doesn't mean that that's going to stay. I I completely agree. I, I have more faith in. I think I have. I obviously have a ton of faith in Jimmy Butler. I have more faith in Oladipo having a good second half than Embiid, who mysteriously disappears every once in a while. But um, yeah, we'll do it for the rest of the year. We'll see what happens. So I'm, I've got you beat then for the rest of the year. I am dominating you. Uh, this is uh this is when it's it's gonna get a little tough down here, I think. There are I think there's man, what to do? There's a these are hard decisions down here at the the bottom of this um all star roster. Man, who do we got left? We got Westbrook. Here are the guards we got left. Westbrook and Lowry. Clay and DeRozan, yeah, Bradley Beal and, and John Wall. John Wall, what a terrible season he's having! I can't believe maybe All Star team. Hashtag East man. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, we only have three bigs left, Tyler. You just took two of them. We had five. Now we got three. So that's a. I'm now I'm a little. Uh, you might have made the right move there because now I'm a little. Getting a little nervous about how many bigs are, are left on the board here. I'm cornering the market on those big men. I noticed. Um, ooh. So at this point, do I just go, well, you can have all the bigs. I'll take all the guards. And maybe I'm going to have to take – I'm going to reverse exactly what I just did. <laughs> And beef up my. I just beefed up my field goal percentage. I'm about to destroy it. And my free throw percentage. Oh boy, I'm doing it. I'm getting the one guard that can get you nine rebounds, ten rebounds a game. His name is Russell Westbrook. Uh, He's averaging a triple double. 
I got you beat now. It's yeah, all over. I'm about to try and... Destroying you. I'm destroying you in steals. Absolutely you can have you can steals. have steals, man, because you you picked a good rebounding guard, but I've got you beaten rebounds, and you just killed your free throw percentage to below mine, which just, that that was a big boost to me. That Westbrook pick. I think it was. I think it was. I think I can. I can suffer through. But here's the thing: if Westbrook gets Westbrook's back to his free throw percentage he shot for his entire career before this year, you're now dominating me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a gamble. It's a gamble of a pick. And I, I have Damian Lillard, who's being, who's one of the best free throw shooters, especially in volume. Same with James Harden. Jimmy but Butler's also got LeBron, also who's not good. But I do have LeBron, who's not that great. And that's um, that to me is a little. It's rough. It's rough in my in my opinion. I think in order to counteract that. Ooh, this is a tough choice. This next choice, tough choice. Let's see. Who do I want? It's between two guys. One is one. One is having a great year, and the other one's just having a uh, a normal but secretly excellent year. Hmm. These are these are the toughest choices down here at the, at the bottom. I am going to go with another incredibly versatile player. I'm going to go with DeMar DeRozan. I feel like that he was probably going to be in my next election, so that was a good choice by you. He is having a fantastic year. I think he can close out the year doing the same stuff he's been doing. He bumps my free throws back up with his um, volume of free throws that he takes, low turnovers. He learned how to shoot a three this year, so it's not a complete dud in, in three-pointers. And um, the guys, like he does the all the little things too. 24, 24 points is a ton of points, but four rebounds and five assists, that's just – like Oladipo, that's just like Jimmy Butler. And over time, those three guys are going to add up. You might have, you know, all these other dudes who get good Draymond, whatever. I got LeBron doing his thing, almost getting a triple-double. I got Westbrook actually getting a triple-double. And I got Butler, Oladipo, and DeRozan just cranking out 15 rebounds and 15 assists every night. It's over, Tyler. It's over. I've got you crushed in assists, man. I don't know what you're smoking again. Oh my gosh. All right. I mean You're up. So there's seven players left on the board, right? Two, four, six, seven players left on the board. And none of them are options like we've picked in the past, I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of pretty gambly type players, right? Kyle Lowry could just be completely fall off the second half. Uh, Bradley Beal could be just gone for the rest of the season at any at any he moment. He could disintegrate. Um, so not you mentioned John Wall, right? John Wall has been pretty bad for the first I, half of the season. John Wall might be the last pick in this draft. John Wall, the sixty fifth player behind names like Thaddeus Young and Taj Gibson in nine category leagues. Oof. That is not not pretty. Brutal percentages. I mean, can we pass? Can we pass on John Wall? He's getting you nine assists. 
and destroying everything else you're doing. So I'm going to go with a very safe player, right? Okay, I feel like yeah. I'm I'm in the lead. I'm going to go with the safety of no, one Mr. Clay Thompson. It's not true, but uh, that's a great pick. For my next pick, things are getting hairy for me, and I don't really want to have any of these players. But I'm going to go with LaMarcus Aldridge just because oh. I think that Kawhi Leonard stays out wow. and LaMarcus stays strong. Uh, one of our least favorite picks coming into this season, who is currently ranked 20th in nine cat leagues. Um, every night, night in and night out, great percentages, low turnovers. Uh, good pick. It's a very good pick. It's a, those are very safe picks. They, uh, they, those guys seem to perform exactly what they need to do every single night. Uh, I like what, I like what you did there. Hmm. Well, if you were going to go, I was going to go clay. So that was a great pick. So I'm going to go with Clay Jr., which is just Bradley Beal. And, um, ooh, man. That's terrible. I'm going to get stuck with John Wall, huh? <laughs> so you got, in the draft. you got John Wall and Kevin Love. They're the only two left from Team LeBron. And Mr. And Al Ka- Horford and, and Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Lowry. Yes. Um, this might seem like a strange pick. But this dude <laughs> This is a dude. Is so is underrated. This dude is underrated in all leagues, especially in nine cat leagues. Um he doesn't turn the ball over. He does every and he gets very, very high assists for a center. His name is Al Horford, and that is who I'm going to take with my second pick. I feel like that is a win for me because I I had Kevin Love ranked over Al Horford on my big board. Ooh. So I am taking Mr. Love, my first selection. I, I, w- I, would, I would put a, a side bet for the rest of the year. Who's going to have a better year, Horford or Love? Uh, I mean, I'm going to go with Horford. Oh no, it's Mr. Kevin Love for sure. Don't don't do it to me. Um so you need assists, wow. man. You're dying in assists. You need assists. Dude, I'm crushing you in assists. Are you high right now? I might be. Uh, I I don't want Kyle Lowry, man. I don't. I don't want him. You don't take him. <laughs> but he I feel like he's the best player left. You got Lowry. Oh man. I jeez. Oh, are John Wall are the only two players left? Are the only two options are, I get? Those to- are your only two options. Oh, God. Can I punt on both? I'll have Kyle Lowry, I suppose. Ah, I knew it. I knew you were going to do it. And uh, I'm going to not take John Wall. He's going to be on the waivers. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to play, no play one person down. There are no waivers in an all-star draft. Listen, it's a, it's a roto league. <laughs> and... Um, you're benching him in every game. <laughs> uh, he's not going to play. He's just, he's not going to play. I got to nope, game limit. He's not going to play. Must play. No, it's not how this is going to work. Um, you know what? I like this. I like this idea for the rest of the year. Right before the All-Star game, though, might be interesting to do a draft for just the All-Star game. Oh, we are definitely doing that on All-Star Week. That sounds like a lot of fun, so definitely tune in for that. 
Um, we are going to t- uh, tweet out. We'll oh, just do some sort of crazy point scoring. We'll, we'll, we can even do the, the standard, uh, the new standard fantasy point scoring if you want, just the for the All-Star com. game. Yeah. Point scoring, not the worst idea. Um, yeah, we're going to do a draft for the just the All-Star game because that's always fun too. Uh, if you guys want to play along and or uh, send us suggestions, you can find us on Twitter. Tyler, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, you can find me at Watsy4444. And you can find me at watch the boxes we will post the results of this uh of this draft to make sure everybody can follow along at home and um you know i'm, I'm excited I, I think i have the best team here uh I, no matter what this the whole draft idea around the all-star game is like the best idea they've come up with in in ages it's, i it's will brilliant. admit I will admit you may have the best team because basketball monster let me down by putting this huge out next to Jimmy Butler, so and it's in red, and I overlooked his name. So that that pick alone may have given you the win. I um, I was afraid he would not fall that far, and uh, he did, and I'm I'm plenty happy about it. You know I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan. So everybody loves Jimmy Butler, except for LeBron because and the Bulls and uh, and the the, the car Bulls packs and, and the and the yeah. Bulls organization. Um, and then also LeBron because, um, you know, he was this very – Jimmy was a very strict father when LeBron was young, and uh, I don't think he ever got over that. So, But I feel like you're John Wall with your last pick. He's sitting Mason, on the bench. Mason, you can't sit anyone. Everyone must play. He's, uh, John Wall might have ruined the entire team. You draft perfectly and you draft one a-hole and ruin your entire team. <laughs> he ruined it. Um, all right, Tyler. Do you have anything to plug? You got any anything out there that people need to to, to read? Uh, no. There is plenty of content of mine you can read if you follow me on Twitter. I usually tweet it all out. But other than that, I don't have anything. You got a new article this weekend. You will see from me on the fantasy basketball schedule if that is your thing. Um, that is a lot of people's things. People really care about the schedule. Next week we are going to do an episode about the upcoming playoffs. So be sure to tune in for that. And if you like what you are hearing, please rate us, review us on wherever you are listening to this podcast. Currently, we really appreciate that. Tweet at us with your feedback. If you got questions about your team, questions you want to hear on the show or anything else. And if you play daily fantasy basketball, do us a favor draft.com. The best place to play daily fantasy. It's different daily fantasy. It's a snake draft before each game use that promo code boxes that also helps us out and allows us to keep putting out this content Uh, so thanks for tuning in everybody and have a good night